Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to Top 5 from The Ray Taylor Show, where each week I rank movies in a variety of categories, from franchises and subgenres to directors and actors. No film is left unwatched as I break down my top five picks. So join me every Sunday for new episodes and get ready to dive into the world of film with top five from the Ray Taylor Show. Today, we're delving deep into the further. Not literally, of course. I value my soul too much for that. <laughs> but we are diving into one of the most spine-chilling franchises of the last decade. decade Insidious. With haunting melodies, jump scares that make you drop your popcorn... And storylines that linger in your nightmares, these films have surely left an impression. From the mind of James Wan and Leigh Wanell, the Insidious series not only redefined modern horror, but also introduced us to the world of astral projections, creepy old ladies, and demons that look a tad too obsessed with Darth Maul. We've witnessed the Lambert family's terrifying experiences explored Elise Rayner's haunted past and jumped out of our seats more times than I'd like to admit. And while we have five films to rank today, yes, including the mysterious fifth chapter that has recently entered our realm, let me assure you, none of them have lost their touch to send shivers down our spines. Before we get started, remember... This is my personal ranking, so don't get too possessed if your favorite isn't on top. <laughs> that was supposed to be a wink. Uh, but <laughs> I don't know how to wink, apparently. Uh, but I'd love to hear your rankings on the comments below. And if you're new to this spectacle, spectral journey, consider this your spoiler warning. Without further ado... Let's venture into the furthers and rank, not the furthers, just the further, and rank the insidious movies from spine-tangling to utterly soul-shattering. Lights out, everyone. Let's get started. Starting off, my fifth favorite film in the insidious franchise is one... I love all these films, first off. They are all great. While I do have a clear ranking for all of these, I could completely understand how anybody could have any ranking of these movies. Because uh, they are all fun. Some do different things, go different places, focus on different characters. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, my least favorite. My fifth favorite. Coming in number five is Insidious, The Last Key. This came out in 2018. It's the fourth film in the installment this in the, the Insidious franchise. But acts as a sequel to Insidious Chapter 3. In terms of chronology, it was directed by Adam uh, Ro Robitel and written by Leigh Wanell, who also wrote the previous movies in the franchise. James Wan, the director of the first two films... Uh, was one of the producers for this movie. The film delves deeper into the backstory of Elise Rayner, 
the parapsychologist portrayed by Lynn Shea. This movie's set in 2010. The Last Key starts with a flashback to Elise's childhood in Five Keys, New Mexico in 1953. The young Elise experiences paranormal events in her family's home and can communicate with the ghosts. Her mother is supportive, but her father is in denial and punishes her whenever she claims she sees a spirit. After a particularly traumatic event involving her younger brother, Elise runs away from home and estranges herself from her family. Fast forward to the present day, in the context of the film anyway, Elise receives a phone call from a man living in her old family home, claiming it's haunted. Hesitantly, she decides to help, and uh, accompanied by her sidekicks, she's psychic, were sidekicks, Specs, played by Leigh Wanell, and Tucker, played by Angus Sampson. She returns to Five Keys. Upon her arrival, Elise confronts not just ghosts of her past, but a malevolent spirit known as Keyface. As she delves deeper into her, the haunting, she discovers dark secrets about the family and must, about her family specifically, and must face her own traumatic past to save the present occupants of the house. The Last Key is especially significant for giving fans of the series a deeper insight into the character of Elise, who, uh, uh, who has been pivotal throughout the franchise. The film fleshes out her traumatic childhood and provides a foundation for her actions in the previous movies. The film combine, combines elements of a haunted house story with family, familial drama, giving emotional depth beyond just the jump scares. The design of the uh, the design of the primary uh, antagonist Keyface is particularly eerie, fitting in a well fitting in well with the series f uh, pantheon of creepy entities. Despite having a more character centric storyline, the last key delivers its fair share of chills and scares. Uh, consistent with the tone of the Insidious franchise. Uh, this movie is coming in at number five. Specifically, one, wasn't as scary, first off. Uh, it is very dark. Don't get me wrong. There is some very dark, I mean, child abuse, uh, s sex slavery, uh, whatever. The scares aren't as good, and the audio, like, I think all of the scares are done from audio. The audio mix in this movie was crazy. Uh, things are very loud when the movie's trying to scare you, even though it's not showing you anything. Just loud noises. Uh, and then there's, like, whispering, so it's like, you have to have it at a certain level so you can hear the whispering, but then... A generator stops working and it has to blow up to to stop working or whatever. It just it, it just as far as the scariness of it wasn't as great. Uh, I love the Elise char character and it's her backstories were interesting. Uh, there's another movie that has kind of uh, origin story for her and her psychics, uh, but this one. I don't know. Very interesting. I liked it. I just didn't think it was as scary. The audio was kind of an issue. And uh, the monster's cool. Keyface, like, using his key finger to, like, 
lock your vocal cords so you can't scream uh, and then turning your heart off. I, I thought that was really cool. I like the design of it. But uh, yeah, my least favorite of the franchise uh, coming in here. Number five is Insidious. The last key moving on to my fourth favorite Insidious film. This one is uh, back with the Lamberts. That's for sure. Uh, so it's not focused on the Elise character, uh, but it's the Lamberts. It's the most uh, the the most recent Insidious film as well, uh, where the Lamberts are older. They've kind of moved on. Things have changed. A lot has changed in this movie. Coming in number four is Insidious: The Red Door. This came out this year, 2023. Uh, it's a supernatural horror film directed by Patrick Wilson in his directorial debut. Also, the star. Uh, the father of the the uh, the Lamberts working from a screenplay crafted by Scott teams based on a story by Le Wanel, uh and teams. Uh, this fifth installment in the insidious franchise acts as a direct sequel to insidious chapter two set nearly a decade later and delves into the after effects of the Lamberts family's traumatic experience while further expanding on the lore of the unsettling dimension known as the further the story unfolds nine years after the possession of josh lambert uh, the scars from the past remain with josh now divorced from renee grieving the loss of his mother lorraine and harboring a, st a strained relationship with his college-bound son dalton who was uh, the main kid in the first two movies. Uh, an eerie sequence is triggered when Dalton sketches the infamous Red Door, which is a portal to the further. Around the same time, Josh starts to witness apparitions of a man later identified as his father, Ben Burton, uh, revealing a murky family history. As the narrative progresses, Dalton has a bone-chilling encounter at a frat party, glimpsing the, uh, the specter of a per uh, perpetually vomiting student. Uh, an unexpected dive into the further exposes him to the very demon that haunted his younger years. This dive into the other world, otherworldly dimension sets the stage for a perilous quest with josh and renee banding together on one more time to rescue their son from their uh malevolent spirit of the further actually the the mother wasn't in this at all uh josh goes to help but it's uh it's it's also dalton and his new friend from college the climax sees a face-off between the lamberts and the sinister red-faced demon uh, with sacrifices made and family bonds tested, despite a seemingly hopeful resolution, a post-credit scene suggests that the terrors of the further might just be awaiting their next opportunity. The film reintroduces the audience to the chilling dimension of the further and is uh, and its dreadful denizens, particularly the iconic red-faced demon. Patrick Wilson's direction captures the essence of the insidious universe, blending suspense with an atmospheric narrative. There's notable exploration of 
repressed memories, especially in the portrayal of Josh Lambert's relationship uh, dynamics with his son and the family's unresolved trauma. New characters like Sinclair, Danielle, and Hayam Abbas add depth and fresh perspective to the storyline. Uh, the inclusion of digital age elements like YouTube offers a modern take on how information is disseminated in the universe. Insidious, the Red Door, int intricately weaves the past events of the series, building on the established lore while setting the stage for potential future stories. Uh, this one was a lot of fun. Uh, it's always interesting when there's art or an artist in a movie uh, like him, his first day at college in art class, and they make him, they make everybody do a piece on the first day. Uh, and they also bring a piece of artwork for the teacher to criticize. And before she gets a chance to, to say anything about Dalton's, he tears it up. Um, it's interesting. I mean, I like the fact that his character as a kid, he drew like his drawings were literally clues to help. Uh, figure out what was going on in that first film. So him still drawing as an older kid is fine. Uh, I like the girl that was uh, he made friends with at college. I enjoyed her character. There's a lot of aspects to this I liked. Um, but, uh, you know, I think ultimately I didn't quite like it as much. It didn't quite get me as much as the other ones did. Um, I don't really have many issues with this one, really. It was perfectly fine. I liked it. Didn't have Elise in this one, which was kind of a bummer, but she's technically dead anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it was fun. I enjoyed it. And, uh, regard, I mean, I love all of these. I love this franchise. One of the better fr horror franchise, one of the better franchises in general. Uh, it's kind of amazing how good this, this franchise is. Uh, but my fourth favorite of the franchise is the most recent, The Red Door. Let's take a quick break from the show. Listeners, are you ready to take your experience with The Ray Taylor Show to the next level? Dive into Inspired Disorder Plus. For just $5 a month, you unlock a world of premium content that's sure to satisfy your every entertainment and artistic craving. Imagine enjoying The Ray Taylor Show, a full week completely ad-free in both audio and video formats, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. Get exclusive access to the live painting archives, be the first to lay eyes on new releases from the many faces, and enjoy members-only discounts and deals that'll have you coming back for more. With a treasure trove that includes a back podcast back catalog boasting 14 unique shows and over 600 episodes, personal insights through my own personal blog, creative writings to spark your imagination, and an interactive Ask Me Anything section. Inspired Disorder Plus is a feast for the curious mind. Ready to elevate your entertainment game? Head on over to inspireddisorder.com plus and become a member of an exclusive club. Dive in, indulge, and inspire your senses. Now let's get back to the show. Moving on to my third favorite Insidious film. This one's right in the middle. And this one was a lot of fun. This one is, it took what the film before it did and 
made it bigger, made it interesting, but it's still here at number three. And that movie I am talking about is Insidious Chapter Two. This came out in 2013, directed by James Wan and written by Leigh Wanell. It is a direct sequel to the 2010 film, the first movie, Insidious, and continues the story of the Lambert family as they grapple with the fallout from the supernatural events of the first film. The sequel dives deeper into the backstory of some characters and further explores the uh, otherworldly realm called The Further. The film begins with a flashback to the 19... 86 to 1986 showing a young josh lambert who is visited by the ghostly old woman who haunted him in the first film uh, elise rayner played by lynn shea the paranormal uh, investigator tries to help the young josh but warns his mother lorraine played by jocelyn donahue about the spiritual uh, the spirit's intentions Fast forward to the present, immediately following the events of the first film, the Lambert family, which I didn't really like that aspect. I didn't like young Elise because they used old Elise's voice in the actress that portrayed young Elise. And that was unnecessary and just took me out uh, in those moments when she's helping young Josh. Regardless... So immediately following the events of the first film, the Lambert family is trying to move on after rescuing their son, Dalton, played by Ty Simpkins, from the further. However, their relief is short-lived as they realize that the spirits from the netherworld are far from done with them, especially when they find Elise dead under uh, mysterious circumstances. As the haunting escalate, the families soon discover that while Josh, played by Patrick Wilson, body returned from the further, his spirit did not. Instead, a malevolent entity has taken possession of him. This entity is later revealed to be the spirit of the Parker Crane, of Parker Crane, a hospital patient who was pushed into serial killing by his abusive mother. Lorraine, along with Elise's assistants, Speck, played by Leigh Whannell, and Tucker, played by Angus Sampson, uh, delve deeper into the history of Parker Crane. They uncover the chilling past of a disturbed individual forced by his deranged mother to live as a girl named Marilyn. The malevolent spirit of Parker's mother is the eerie old woman who has haunted Josh since his childhood. So very similar in a lot of ways to Sleepaway Camp, where you have a character whose parent forces them to live as a gender they do not identify with, and that causes them severe mental illness. Some people say it's anti-trans, and I say it's exactly trans. Like These are people who identify as the sex that they were born as, but forced to identify as a different sex. Similar to a person, a trans person, born with a gender they don't identify with, but are forced to live as that gender. And how unhealthy that is. Uh, it's kind of a weird twist to do it this way, but I still, I find it to be, I, I think it, it, it's, it's saying that it's healthy to live as the gender you 
identify as and people forcing you to identify or live as something that you don't identify with is unhealthy right anyway interesting as renee played by rose uh, rose Byrne, struggles to save her husband from the malevolent spirit that possesses him the film climaxes with another previous uh previous journey into the further the aim is to locate Josh's, Josh's actual spirit and return it to his body, thereby evicting Parker Crane's spirit and ending the haunting once and for all. The film weaves a complex narrative that ties the past and the present. Which I love the, the overlapping of that, offering a deeper insight into the Lambert family's connection with the supernatural. James Wan continues his masterful touch utilizing suspenseful atmospheric and tension rather than relying solely on jump scares. The movie elaborates on the mythos of the further and introduces more about the spirits, especially the backstory of the bride in black and Parker crane. The film cleverly interlinks scenes from the original insidious adding layers to the already intricate story. I loved that when you see him go to their house and like open the door. And that was the scene from the first movie where the door opens on its own, where we, we kind of start seeing weird things happening to the Lamberts, finding out that that was actually Josh Lambert doing it from the spirit. I, I don't know. I really enjoyed that. Uh, Insidious chapter two is notable for its storytelling technique connection, connecting the dots from the first film and further expanding the unsettling universe of the further while deepening the emotional stakes for the Lambert family. Uh, so many great things of this movie, really. I, it's a great movie. As I said, all of them are, um, why this is here instead of, you know, maybe another one. Uh, it felt a little bit too much like in the first insidious, uh, I, despite the fact that I, I think it, you know, I loved how it kind of folded back on itself, um, in a, in a really fun way. I just, it just felt a lot more like retreading. And also I did not like Elise's voice, the voiceover in the beginning of the film. I did not like that at all. Um, but still a fun film. And this one also, I, I think this is the one that, that replaced Elise with this other guy, Carl. It uses dice, and I, I don't think he's as compelling as, as Elise's, but still a great movie. Uh, but that is why coming in at number three is Insidious Chapter 2. Moving on to my second favorite Insidious film. There are only two left, and the one that I am putting here at number two is the original from 2010, Insidious. This film directed by James Wan, written by... Lay Wanell, who also stars in the film as Specs. It is the inaugural entry in the Insidious franchise and was praised for its unique approach to the haunted house subgenre, focusing more on atmosphere and psychological horror rather than uh, gratuitous gore and jump scares. The film introduces us to the Lambert family, Josh, played by Patrick Wilson, his wife Renee, played by Rose Byrne, and their three children. After moving into a new home, they begin to experience strange and unexplained occurrences. 
the escalate the things escalate quickly when the, their son Dalton, played by Ty Simpkins, uh, inexplicably falls into a coma after exploring the attic and hearing strange noises. Doctors are baffled by Dalton's condition, and his body remains unresponsive. The eerie events in the house intensify. Renee becomes convinced that their home is haunted. In desperation, she and Josh decide to move, hoping a change in location will alleviate the supernatural events and help Dalton. However, the disturbances continue in their new home, leading them to conclude that it might not be their house that's haunted, but their son. They enlist the help of paranormal investigator Elise Rayner, played by Lynn Shea. Elise reveals that Dalton has the ability to astral project and has become lost in the spirit realm called the Further. In this ominous realm, malicious spirits seek to inhabit Dalton's vacant physical body. With the help from her team, Specs, played by Leigh Whannell, and Tucker, played by Angus Simpson, Elise attempts to rescue Dalton's uh, consciousness from the Further. The mission becomes even more complicated when they realize a powerful demon depicted as a red-faced figure with sharp hooves, uh, also seeks to claim Dalton. The film culminates in a harrowing journey in the further, where old memories are uh, unearthed and dark entities lurk around every corner. The film redefined the modern supernatural horror genre by using suspense, atmospheric tension, and psychological horror instead of relying heavily on jump scares and graphic violence. Although there are a good amount of jump scares. The introduction of the further, a dark, foggy, foggy Netherland, became a hallmark of the series, differentiating Insidious from other haunted house films. James Wan's innovative direction, combined with Joseph uh, Bashara's eerie score, helped to create a deeply unsettling atmosphere. The film was made on a modest budget but managed to achieve significant commercial success paving the way for subsequent ent entries in the franchise insidious is recognized for its breathing fresh air fresh life into the haunted house genre creating memorable characters and lore that would explore the subsequent that would be expanded in subsequent films of the series uh, so many good things you can tell this is low budget for sure uh the confusion and wondering what is actually going on is great. Uh, when they move to the smaller house is amazing. And uh, it's, it's still happening. Um, so many great moments in this, in this movie. I love the world building. I love uh, Elise. She is great in this as well as she is in all of the movies. Uh, as well as the, the other Ghostbuster guys. I do kind of like those. I like specs and uh the other guy um yeah this movie was great so good i was after watching is like this is this is i'm so excited to watch more of this um and yeah super interesting idea when he astral projects and while his spirit is somewhere else he is his body is is vulnerable for possession i i loved all that stuff i thought the movie was great uh, scary all very creepy very creepy um but yeah coming in number two not my favorite number two is insidious 
Let's take a short break from this episode. Hey, loyal listeners of The Ray Taylor Show. You know, it's one thing to tune in and engage with the content I passionately create for you. But what if I told you there's a way to wear your fandom? Introducing our exclusive line of merchandise inspired directly by the vibes and visuals of this very podcast. From stylish t-shirts that'll make you stand out in the crowd to our eco-friendly biodegradable phone cases adorned with artwork inspired by the show, you can now carry a piece of the Ray Taylor Show wherever you go. Whether you're looking to make a fashion statement, protect your phone with some flair, or simply want to show off your love for the show, our merchandise has got you covered. Ready to rock our gear? Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com and get yours today. Wear the show. Be the vibe. Now let's get back to the show. Moving on to my absolute favorite of the franchise. This one is very different in a lot of ways. This one does not have the Lambert family. Uh, but still has uh, a lot of greatness to this one by far the scariest by far this one had me jumping this one like not since watching barbarian was i so verbal with characters in a movie Uh, coming in at number one my favorite of the franchise is insidious chapter three this came out in 2015 it's the third installment in the insidious in the insidious film series but it serves as a prequel To the first two films, which I love as well, shedding light on events that take place before the haunting of the Lambert family. The film has both written and directed by Leigh Whannell, making it his directorial debut. Whannell had written the previous films and played a reoccurring role in this series as Specs, one of the paranormal investigators. The story centers around a teenage girl named Quinn Brenner, played by Stephanie Scott, Quinn believes that her deceased mother is trying to communicate with her, so she seeks out the assistance of a retired parapsychologist named Elise Rayner, played by Lynn Shea. Elise is initially hesitant to help because of a traumatic event from her past involving a malevolent entity that threatened her life. Nevertheless, she agrees to try and make contact during the session. Elise warns Quinn that calling out to one of the dead can attract entities that exist in the dark, malevolent realm known as the Further. Soon after, Quinn begins to experience terrifying supernatural occurrences in her apartment. After being hit by a car uh, and confined to her bed with two broken legs, these events intensify. It becomes evident that a malevolent spirit the quote-unquote man who can't breathe is haunting her this entity once lived in the building and has sinister intentions the first off it's amazing how many uh, horror movies and franchises i love when they are set in apartment buildings this one evil dead rise the uh paranormal activity one which there's one that takes place in an apartment building I love it. I, I don't know what it is. I don't think it's intentionally because it's an apartment building. Uh, but this one, another one, an apartment building. Also, the car accident that she's in totally surprised me. Total t- caught me off guard like nothing. 
the man in the mask, the man who can't breathe, so terrifying. This movie is scary. I love the characters in this, and I love the scariness of this movie. Uh, so, yeah, Elise decides to intervene, but she's initially terrified of the returning of the realm, uh, returning, uh, terrified of returning to the realm of the further. With the encouragement of a fellow spirit, Elise confronts her fears, ventures into the further, and engages in a fierce battle to save Quinn. The film delves deeper into the characters of Elise Rayner, exploring her past, uh, her initial reluctance to her uh, psychic abilities, and her eventual uh, reconciliation with her gifts. Unlike the first two films, which primarily center around the Lambert family, Chapter 3 provides a fresh story with new characters while still maintaining the ties to the overarching narrative of the series. The film's atmosphere is consistent with the series and blends uh, and blend of psychological horror and traditional scares, heavily using the eerie realm of the further. We see the early uh formation of the the sorry we see the early formation of the uh team comprised comprising of elise specs played by lay 1l and tucker played by Ang, uh angus sampson uh which would go on to investigate more paranormal cases in subsequent films which is another aspect of this i like i love the origin story of those three and how they all come to come together Insidious Chapter 3 further enriches the universe of the, ins of the Insidious series, offering a fresh yet connected storyline uh, filled with the spine-tingling moments fans of the franchise have come to expect. Uh, this one, by far the scariest, there's a moment where uh, a guy terrorizing Quinn up in an apartment above theirs, the dad hears it, he runs up, and they see that the the thing escaped out the window. They look. Dad looks out the window, sees the body on the the sidewalk. Girl, like camera goes out, looks. Camera goes back in the window, follows her out, and another jump scare. Like so many jump scares in this. So great. Like I, by far my favorite because it was terrifying. I love the characters. I love the origin story of Elise and Specs and the sidekick guys, um, the Ghostbusters, as I called them in my notes. Uh, yeah, I, I really love that. And it ties in with the uh, the young Josh in this one, uh, which is, I think, the event that made her want to give up and then eventually comes back. Regardless, I really enjoyed this. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, super scary. Um, yeah, it's uh, such good stuff. Uh, my favorite by far of the franchise. Coming in at number one is Insidious Chapter 3. There are no honorable mentions because there are only five films in this franchise as of my recording. I'm sure they are doing more. I have heard rumors that they are doing more. Uh, but let me recap my list one more time and we will get out of here, shall we? This is my top five movies from the Insidious franchise ranked. Starting off with number five is Insidious, The Last Key. 
Number four is Insidious The Red Door. Number three is Insidious Chapter 2. Number two is the original Insidious. And my number one favorite Insidious film is Insidious Chapter 3. I would love to hear how you would rank them. Uh, What's your favorite? What was your scariest moment? Thank you all for tuning in to Top 5 from The Ray Taylor Show. I do hope you enjoyed my ranking and analysis of and analysis of my top five insidious movies let me know how you would rank these movies are there any films i should reconsider and join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on youtube.com slash inspired disorder where all these episodes are available in video don't forget to tune in next sunday for an all new episode see you again next week for more top Five. Subscribe to The Ray Taylor Show on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found. Binge the full week ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Purchase Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had, can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.